You are listening to Fixated, Advent Meditations from the Book of Hebrews, written by Tim Chester and published by Ten of Those. The reading for today, Saturday the 19th of December, is titled Fixated on Jesus, Our Inheritance, and the reading is taken from the passage Hebrews 3, verse 7 to Hebrews 4, verse 2. When I went to university, my mother said, you can do anything you like, but please do not join the Caven Society. She always had a fear of the dark and couldn't bear to think of me being stuck down a wet hole somewhere. My friend who is a caver is always telling me how safe it is, but not safe enough for my mother. I wonder what your biggest fears are. Here's what your biggest fears should be. Verses 12 to 13 say, We're all just a few steps away from being hardened by sin. Not a few steps away from sin. No, this is worse even than sin. This is being hardened by sin, sinning and justifying our sin so that we become deaf to the voice of God. These verses send a shiver of fear down my spine every time I read them. I see it in my own life. I sin. And then I excuse my sin, and then I avoid challenges to my sin. My grandfather was a steel worker. Over time, his arms became scarred with burns, so that his skin became hardened. It lost its sensitivity. What's a hardened heart? One that's lost its sensitivity to God's word. Our conscience is like an inbuilt alarm system attuned by God's word, so that when we're tempted, alarm bells start ringing in our souls. But the more you ignore it, the easier it is to ignore. Soon you hardly hear it, and you become hardened. That's a perilous situation to be in. It ought to terrify us. This passage is a meditation on Psalm 95. The reader quotes it, at length in verses 7 to 11, and then comes back to it again in chapter 3, verse 15, and in chapter 4, verses 3, 5, and 7. Psalm 95 is itself a reflection on what happened to the generation that escaped from Egypt. God had rescued them and brought them through the Red Sea, but at this point the story stalled. Even though they had seen God's power firsthand, They grumbled in the wilderness and balked at entering Canaan. They disobeyed God because they didn't trust him. So God said that none of their generation would enjoy the promised land. What went wrong? The writer sums up the problem. They were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Verse 19. The problem was a lack of faith. The land was God's promise to them, but they didn't trust God. Think of how the next generation did take the land. They conquered Jericho simply by marching round it. With a shout, the wall fell down. God gave them the land. All they had to do was trust and obey him. It's the same for us. We have come to share Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Verse 14. We too have an inheritance. We have a share of Christ along with all the treasures and promises contained in him. But like the Israelites, we need to hold on to our faith. 
This is an exhortation to us as individuals to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus. But it's also an exhortation to us as church communities. Notice the change of pronouns. Let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short. Verse 1. We together, us, have a responsibility to ensure that everyone in our churches, you, keep going. Or again, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Verse 13. What will keep us from being hardened by sin's deceitfulness? Daily encouragement from a community of people that's speaking God's word to us. Take that word daily seriously. Are you sure in your life so that you encounter Christians daily? Is it normal for you to talk about Jesus in ordinary conversation? Does your daily encounter with Christians encourage you to look away from sin and towards Jesus? We need daily encouragement because we're surrounded by sin's deceitfulness. The lies of sin pervade our culture. Our culture tells us that satisfaction and meaning are found in sex or image or achievement. These lies come to us daily. That's why we need the community of the word daily. Reflection What does encouraging one another daily involve? It is to fix your thoughts on Jesus, chapter 3 and verse 1. Each of us is to be fixated on Jesus and to point one another to him. When someone comes to you with a problem, ask yourself, how can I point them to Jesus? Or ask someone, what is exciting you about Jesus at the moment? Use Christmas as an excuse to ask this question. It's a great opportunity to encourage one another daily to fix our eyes on Jesus, our inheritance.